There now follows a podcast from the Damien Gen World Service here in London as part of their Not Just Crew COVID-19 season. This audio production has been produced in association with Air Support International Airways. Game crew, we came from many different backgrounds. We did many different things, but we all equal as crew. We all shared the same experiences. And we all enjoyed what we did. Well, that was a uh, clip of myself talking to Simon Costello uh, just over a week ago via a Zoom uh, conference call, along with the uh, podcasting guru uh, and the presenter of Screw It, Just Do It, Alex Chisnell. Uh, Simon, an ex-cabin crew member for Virgin Atlantic, who now works on the front line in an ambulance for the NHS. I just wanted to ask him what it was really like out there against uh, what we see on the media. Also, apologies for the sound quality of this podcast. So this was uh, made using an internal mic on the laptop. There's also a, a visual uh, podcast recording that you'll soon be able to find on our YouTube channel. Pleasure to uh, be speaking to my old friend, uh, Simon Costello, uh, one of the uh, many, many heroes on the uh, front line of the NHS, serving as a, uh, a, para a paramedic against that horrible COVID-19 that we've uh, all been uh, suffering from and his role as a paramedic, which I've already said. So really good to see you, buddy. It's been a fair few years since I've seen you in the flesh. I think the last time was about five years ago when we were camping with the uh, kids on a, a very rainy wet weekend. I believe you were with Alex the week before when it was nice and sunny. So uh, yeah, it's really, really good to see you, my old friend. Hello, Miss. Um, well, most of you do now, but for those of you who don't know uh, us three, we've all worked at Virgin Atlantic for, uh, at some point. I'm currently still there, but um, hopefully I should be up for my uh, uh, parole uh, quite shortly. Uh, we'll have to wait and uh, see on that. And uh, I'm sure many of you little virgins will remember that uh, Simon and I were known as the uh, Trevor and Simon of Virgin, although it might have just been because our names were Trevor and Simon. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Are you still swinging yeah, your mate, pants? I'm not sure about that, mate. No. <laughs> in, your, in your head. No, no. I think it's just in your little called... fantasy world. <laughs> we'll just call Trevor and Simon. Uh, anyway, look, there's no doubt you are a real character. Uh, you, you always have been, mate, and. Uh, um, you're, you're, you're probably boosting them around in the NHS as we speak. I've seen some of the pictures you put on Facebook uh, with your little bowler hats. In fact, your friend is a spitting image of somebody who was in a clockwork orange with, with a bowler hat. One of your <laughs> colleagues. I'm not sure if he's watching tonight, but he looks really cool. Yeah. So say that to him from yes. me. That's right, Trev. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what I mean. You're, you're so I don't know. I don't even know if I've watched Clockwork Orange, but like I'll take your word for it. I think You've not it used seen to be it? You've not seen it? It was on the uh, plane. No. It used to be on the plane, didn't it? Who on here on put a or like, has, has seen Clockwork Orange? Because it's a classic, or maybe I'm just getting too 100%. old. 100%. And I can't 100%, actually remember. Yeah. yeah got, got no, I, I still watch cartoons. Yeah. Well, sorry, listen, it's a bit, bit of a surprise for you. I've managed to get hold of your police record. Brilliant. Yeah, I have. And there it is, yeah. and I, mu I must get it back to you, uh, and it's, um, don't stand so close to me. And I think there's a message in there somewhere, I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, two yeah. meters, is it? Yeah, well, um... Very uh, good, Trev, very, very good. good. That was good, was that, that was all right. Did I get yeah, any thumbs yeah. up for that, Alex? It was good. 
I've been working on that all day. Victoria Gatesman. Victoria Gatesman saying hi, pinging in. Greg Donald, uh, Claire Humphreys, Vicky Helen, Anna Brown, AJP, Apular. Loads piling in, mate. Loads oh, good, good. Anyway, look, before we start properly, if anyone has any questions, uh, please message them into Alex and we'll try and get Simon to uh, answer them before, before we finish the podcast. Podcast going to last around 30 minutes. 30 minutes or so. Um, sometimes these things go on longer, but 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 we'll see. Anyway, feel, sorry, we'll... feel free to ask a question, Trev. I am going to ask you a question. <laughs> I was just coming up to number yeah. one. I'm just sitting there waiting like you know, I've got a buster cash. You know, I was told in training, don't work with children, animals, or Simon Costello. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I've worked with all three. So it's oh, good. Cool. Take that off your bucket list. Whoa. All right, so look, I've got a list of questions here. Do you mind if I get on? I'm trying to be professional. Right. By the way, I'll do. I'll do the best of I can. Put this in before yeah. we start. Yeah. What, what I've got to say is like the job role that I do. You have to train for years to become a paramedic, and I'm not a paramedic. I work on the front line with paramedics, right? Ah. So I've had many titles. Uh, emergency care assistant, clinical care assistant. I work with the paramedics, so we are together on the ambulance, going to every job together. The only thing that I can't do that they can do is spell. No, is to give, to, is to administer drugs. So I, I can't put a line into a patient and administer drugs. So Thank the clinical lead is with a paramedic. So I'll work alongside them. Before anyone starts seeing, all right. Well, no, but, and, th and thank you for doing that. Because it's like a two-two-year course. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, know, in that case, how comes when we used to go out, you had no problem telling girls you were a pilot? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's very good, man. Very good. Because <laughs> because maybe the, there was a lot of drink involved. And uh, yeah. it was me, uh, it was me moustache that used to like, you know, kind of oh. help the course. I would say. Okay, no, that's fair enough. No, so thanks for clearing that up. Anyway, Simon, you're a great guy. I saw on Facebook, first time ever, and you're usually quite a happy chap and very, very positive. You actually put a very, very serious message out for the first time ever, um, which said, stay at home, don't interact. And you were being deadly seriously. What, um... What, what, what changes are you seeing from your, from your normal call-outs? And how quickly did all, all this happen, going from your everyday stuff to virtually COVID-19? Un, right, unbelievable. It was like, there was no gradual process. It was kind of like, there was the stories coming over from China and it was spreading obviously like to Italy and you could see what was going on there. There was a few isolated incidents, incidents where people had had skiing holidays and they were bringing that over but they could be contained and then I, I would say within like a week or two weeks you started getting people with every day flu-like symptoms but you had to kind of like be a bit whoa can you know is it just flu so crews were still going in at then early stages with no PPE I mean like the chances of it being COVID-19 were very slim but you just you didn't know because like it hadn't really escalated in London there was there was them there was them two cases initially that started where the two Chinese citizens had got it in York and remember 
yeah. And then they got they got took to their RVI, but like it was like right, okay, so that's only two people. You know, it's 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 still gonna everyone's still gonna be like uh, on top of it kind of thing. But then it just kind of like went crazy. It like Italy just exploded, and then it started spreading over here, and it was like kind of right within like I would say one week, maybe ten days, like. The shit started to get a bit real, and it was like, right, we need to have a bit of protection here. You know, yeah, we need yeah. to be protected going into jobs where, because obviously the jobs will come through, and we've got it in front of us on our like uh, computer screen in the ambulance, breathing difficulties, high temperature, and it's like, right, you never know, it could be. So we're having to go in very cautious, uh, under equipped at that time. We've got lots of we've got lots of PPE at this moment, but uh, back then, like not much uh, equipment, so it was risky, you know. But like, kind of, yeah. you, you still realization isn't setting in because you've only seen it on the news. You're only seeing it on the news until you've actually come face to face with it, or you know somebody that you see on the news, like Matt Dockery, who's like actually contracted the illness and see the results of what happens there. That's not until that, it's only then when the penny drops. And you kind of go, Jesus Christ, it's like, especially when you've got a family, you've got loved ones all over the place. The country's gone into lockdown, you know, wait, lockdown kind of like in effect. And then you kind of like start thinking, I've got to send, got to try and like grow, you know, get a bit more sensible here. Like, you know what I mean? There's a message needs to be sent out. When you're told to stay at home, you've got to stay at home. You've got to just do what the government's saying. Go on, I know you're trying to say something, crack on. No, I was going to say, but when the cases started, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure as uh, ambulance crew or whatever, um, do you have briefings every day and were you being told um, there's few cases or it's getting worse and worse? They're like, holy, below me, it, it, it's really Ooh. kicking off now. <laughs> no, not, not, no. David Frost, look out. Uh, no, uh, Why is he no. behind me? Yeah, <laughs> I hope not, mate. <laughs> Ghost. Well, oh, yeah, well, yeah. oh my god, no, there's Jack Frost, not uh, David Frost. Oh, right, right. he is cold. No, mate, yeah, when uh, no, I'm, I've got to say, I've got to say, like, everyone was kind of, especially the NHS, were kind of caught off guard. There was there was no amount of preparation put in place, like, uh, for this, not, not, none whatsoever, to be fair. Our managers weren't really prepared for it. We weren't prepared for it. Head office wasn't prepared for it. The government wasn't prepared for it. So if government's not prepared for it, it's not going to have that effect, is it? You're not, you know, you're not going to get the benefits. So, so that sort of takes me on to my next question, Si. Do you think the public started realising first about this? Well, I mean, because I know you guys have always had some very silly call-outs for the stupidest things, almost like a, uh, a second taxi service. And all yeah. of a sudden, were those calls stopping? Because uh, the public realised and they didn't want to go into hospitals, uh, or were you still getting those silly calls? Glad you brought that up, Trevor. Glad you oh. brought that up. Yes. Uh, no, well, honestly, you told me to. it's in my list here. He said, "Can you bring this up?" Yeah, well, let's let us speak. Sorry. <laughs> God, maybe. right. Anyway, so uh, to, yeah, one thousand percent. Those ridiculous calls we were getting, and it was like that was that was kind of like. Our meat and two veg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't get excited. <laughs> uh, that was our, our like uh, that was the main jobs that we were going to. 
where we're like, you know, you're getting people who, who think they're having a heart attack, but like kind of like they've just, I don't know, missed an episode of the EastEnders, you know, and they're like, oh, anxiety kicking in and, you know, uh, like loads of jobs that didn't warrant an ambulance, you know, a lot of lonely people bringing up frequent callers, uh, bit of abdo pain, you know, and like a bit of tummy ache, you know, that you used to get 20 years ago and you're like, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll just let it rise and see how it goes. They're getting this tummy pain, ringing up 111, getting advice, ambulance coming. Like, those calls have kind of dwindled. So yeah. everyone's scared to stay away from hospitals. So it's got rid of kind of those, tri the, the trivialities of like people ringing up for just like slight little ailments that don't warrant accident emergency. A lot of people used to ring as well because they can't get hold of their own GP. So a simple case of like, well, just ring me doctor. I can't get through my GP, I'm going to ring an ambulance. That's, that's the mentality of a lot of people like out in this country. You know, I'm not saying everybody, but like a lot of them. And so it's taking a lot of ambulances off the road. So now you're finding that you just go into jobs that really are emergencies, which is yeah, what yeah. we are supposed to be doing. We're just yeah. supposed to be going to like trauma, people dying, you know accident emergencies you know we're going to people who've got COVID-19 because they can't breathe you know what I mean they can't breathe they're like we're turning up on the doorstep do they are, are they telling you when they call up they've got COVID-19 or are they just giving you um what, what's the word are, are, they, are they telling you the symptoms that, that they have they're not telling us they've got COVID-19 because they're not being diagnosed with it no. it's like so, so they might, because they've seen it in the media, they might, might say, I think oh, I've, I've got, like, I've got COVID, I've got COVID. No, yeah. no, we're not getting that. We're just getting, like, people, like, falling up because they can't breathe. So yeah. they're, they're falling up for an ambulance, like, you know, can't breathe, can't breathe. Like, they've normally got COPD or asthma anyway. And, like, obviously the call taker. I mean, I used to do call taking as well, like, five, six years ago. So I, I know what people are like when they're struggling to breathe on the phone. It's like, right. Breathing difficulties, I'm not messing around here, I'm going to dispatch an ambulance. Even when they're ringing up, because I think it might be, e, I don't want to bother you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Either, they're either struggling for every breath or something else is going on. That, uh, well, yeah. Or they've got the phone for, upside down. for broadcast, yeah. 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 The, like, the other thing, we're, we're in the, you, know, you know what it's like in the media, uh, we're hearing that you're not getting this personal protection. You sort of mentioned it earlier. Are you actually getting what... what you need is it is it well, coming through and how quick did that take to come through well uh to be honest it came through relatively quickly like yeah. all the ppe we've got the full body with we've got uh fffpp one and uh pp3 uh so like one of the categories is just basically a face mask right yeah. which moles like over your nose goes under your chin gloves apron goggles right so you're going into people who have like the COVID-19 symptoms with that. Anybody who has COVID-19 diagnosed, you're going in with a full body suit on. So it's like you're, you're totally, completely protected. Uh, but what we're told, it's going off on one a bit now, like anyone who's in cardiac arrest, so no pulse, no breathing. Uh, there's a bit of a different protocol in place because obviously them jobs don't want to gross anybody out if you just have a kebab. But them jobs can get a bit messy with body fluids and such like. You've got to like intubate and stuff like You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of stuff flying around. So there's a different kind of process involved with that. 
but we'll not, we'll not go into that. Uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's probably it's good. <laughs> also, in the, in, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how it works in, in your industry, but you were sort of saying the other day when we touched this on the phone, how, how are you rostered? Are you rostered with a normal crew member? And if you, or not say normal crew member, are you uh, rostered with a partner? And have many of your colleagues, your, your colleagues, not what they've said in the news, have many of your colleagues uh, become, become sick through this? There's nobody normal at the NHS, right? Yeah. Everyone's a little <laughs> a bit, bit like the airlines. Special. A bit like the airlines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it takes that special someone to do like those kind of jobs. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, you know, it depends what station you're at. I'm at Amic, which is up in Northumberland. There's not many people know that area. Obviously, my friends and family, obviously up here, they know well. But like, you know, Dan Seth. Dan Seth. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't think Alex will know about it in uh, Sunny Sandbanks. You know, he's... <laughs> uh, Sandbank. Uh, Amic, where, where is this? I think I had a castle once there. You know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My set, my, me and Harry once went there. Yes, Harry. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, you'd normally do have a partner. Now I had Michael, you know, ball hat Michael. Yeah. Got work orange one. Got uh, work you orange, see, yeah. You seem to like a lot. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. he, he's the pin-up now. He's a good boy, mate. He's a good boy. I was he from his uh, <laughs> He was my partner for two years. Yeah. Like on the road. Uh, and he's just gone off to pursue, because he was a technician, so he's going to train to be a paramedic, but right. that's all being placed on hold. So I get like kind of that line that he had is getting filled by like kind of Tom, Dick, and Harry. Anybody who wants to fill it on overtime. So there's a lot of lucky people coming up to Annex Station, yeah. getting the joys of working with me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can imagine. That must be a I joy for everyone. <laughs> right, enough right. of the imagining. Yeah. All right. Well, it's. So another question uh, for you quickly. Um, before all this happened, um, I was constantly hearing down there, maybe it's another thing that uh, abuse um, uh, was constantly being thrown at the emergency services, all, all services. Have you seen a real sort of sea change in all that? Um, ha ha has, has it changed? Are people treating you with respect now rather than oh, uh, uh, giving you abuse? Nice. Yeah, it's a little, all right, I'm not gonna lie, It's it's, it's lovely, right? Yeah, there has been a massive change in people's attitude towards like emergency services, GPs, ambulance crew, hospital staff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's totally been flipped on its head. It's it's a little bit weird because you're not used to it. It's like it's like somebody probably telling you that you did a good job on the flight, mate. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, something yeah. that you're not going to get very often. It hasn't you know? happened before. Yeah, no, it's well. <laughs> I don't know. And you do your best. You do your best. I mean, you do try. I mean, I've seen you actually do something on a on a flight before, which you know. Really? Yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just uh, to pick up a sausage you dropped in the galley. <laughs> yeah. And then you probably you probably plumped that straight back in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> I think it was a sausage. <laughs> well, it just fell off. You were with Willie Scott at the time. Oh, right. Oh, well, come to think of it, which I do. Um, right, anyway. But anyway, let me still get, let's crack on with that one. Yeah, the, right. the change in attitudes has been really, really nice. It, it is, it is honestly, it's like, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't appreciated and, it's, and it didn't touch you. And 
the clapping yeah. on the Thursday, it's cringy as hell, but it's lovely to hear. I swear to God, it's lovely to hear, and it really does. It gives you that uh, that incentive, if that's the right word. It gives you it gives you that kind of like incentive to like to just do everything that you possibly can. You know what I mean? Just, it doesn't matter what it is. It's like. I mean, yeah, you're going to work. You, you can only do the job that's in front of you, that, that's delivered to you. Uh, but it just it makes going to work easier. You so do, do, you, do, you, do you think you're actually seeing a, um, they keep calling it the, the blitz spirit. So do you think we're actually seeing that? And you've already sort of mentioned it, but, um, you know, this clapping every Thursday night, um, you, you enjoying that? Well, uh, well I, I do enjoy it. I appreciate it. It's cringy at the time. Yeah. Cringy at the time. I mean, I'm you, going in the Do you blush? I've never known Simon Costello to blush. Does he blush <laughs> when he uh, hears those claps? Well, sir, I'm blushing right now. Uh, but yeah, of course I blush. It's like, I just, I don't blush. I kind of like just run back in the house. Oh, dear. The first Thursday, the first yeah. Thursday that it happened, somebody actually, I could hear them shouting, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I don't know if it was directed to me or what, but like, I, Maybe she no, was. No, it's really nice. She was, getting, she was getting something, you know, other than, like, you know, yeah. who knows what was happening with her, but like, just, you know, just to hear that, hear the claps and people going out and doing it and and seeing yeah. it and, and and especially like the footage at the ambulance uh, at the hospitals where the police just Thursday had gone. I shared a post at my my hospital where I normally take all of my patients in, which is like. Northumberland Specialist Care Emergency Hospital, it's called NSEC at Cramlington. All the police were outside the front of there with all the lights on. Obviously, yeah. everybody else was out murdering and robbing, you know what I mean? While that oh, was yeah, going on, so, you know, prime yeah. time. But like, though, at least, you know, we appreciate, you know, all of that affection. Yeah, yeah. Affection. Well, I was going to say, the other thing, because of, oh, he's on, he's on his second beer, is our addicts. Um, because no. of what's happened, because of what's happened, sorry, um, when you saw when you signed up, you knew you were going to see some pretty uh, pretty horrific sights that most people wouldn't expect to see in their lifetime. Since we since we've had this COVID nineteen, have you seen things that you didn't expect to see, even though you sort of signed up for those? Because I know you were speaking on uh, uh, BBC Radio about this uh, well, pretty pretty much last week. What was that? <laughs> what are yeah. you on about like things things differently that I've seen well, there one like things in thing, general thing is right like, like air crew we know we're going to see some horrible things uh, sometimes um, yeah, they're, they're called passengers that's the word <laughs> that is yeah. that, that is the word I was looking for uh, but to open it out a bit you knew after your training you are going to see some pretty pretty horrible sights each time you go into a situation you don't really know what to expect but because yeah, yeah. of the volume, because of the volume of this, have you seen things that you really didn't expect to see, and has even come as a shock to you? And you see most things in life, I think, sir. I'd, ra I'd rather see like uh, things other than this COVID nineteen. So when I'm going to jobs that are COVID nineteen, I'd rather not see them. I'd rather see it sounds sick this like, but I'd I'd rather see like leg trauma. I'd rather see like limbs that are open uh, and and things that you, it's clear and obvious because yeah. like. When, when I'm going to like, like a family of like elderly people who are not able to breathe, and uh, 
and they've got underlying health conditions, normally asthma, like COPD, or just heart failure. And it's like, and I can see on the, I, I, I can see in the eyes, I can see the expression on the face. They know what's to come. They know what's to come. They've seen it on the news. They know what they've got themselves. You're looking at the family, and it's that's heartbreaking, mate. It's absolutely heartbreaking. I'd rather have, I'd rather have clear and obvious things that can be cured, healed, repaired. You can treat on seeing. Uh, I'd rather have that. Yeah. A hundred times all day long. Yeah, I, I, I imagine it's very upsetting to keep the uh, families away as well, uh, especially when they know what's happening as well. It, it, mate, it's not just family. It's like we go to jobs where, where people have got this COVID. Where, uh, I'll use an example. The other day, and we, we get to the job, all the symptoms. We're going, these two neighbours come out, and it's like, like before I could even get the words out, the, the, the girl I was working with was like, what? One of you to the patients, and they're like, no, no, and like one of the one of the women's just got like the anti back in her hands, like yeah. you know, doing that with her hands. And we went, well, who who's fully like, oh, it's uh, blah blah in there. It's like if you just been in there, because we knew it was breathing difficulties, high temperature, cough. And they were like, yeah, yeah. It's like you not you cannot be in there. You cannot yeah. be in there. You, but it's I know it's human instinct for yeah. people to go in and help. To help people is just natural, right? But enough people aren't thinking because they're putting themselves in danger. And obviously, it's this is why it's so hard. It's like, yeah, so they yeah. go in to see so-and-so, like, oh, right, ambulance, let's get an ambulance for them and all. Like, are you okay? They're touching, you know, he's coughing, he's spluttering all over. Uh, they go away from that situation. She's got the hand on the back. That ain't gonna do now, you know, yeah. that's not gonna help you, you yeah. know? Yeah. They go away. You tr you try not to. You're not telling them off. You're just saying, listen. You've got to understand. You can't be here. You're not going to rip shreds out of them because the realization sets in after that. And then they're like walking. They're like walking away, going, "Hey, shit. Yeah, hi. That's right. We shouldn't have been there." Yeah. And so, so like, with that said, what would be before we sort of wrap this up? What what would be the main message you want to get across? To, ev to everyone, I mean, is this going to end soon? Is it going to go on? I mean, the crew on here will know, but we we've been given two, two months unpaid. Um, do you think this is going to three or four into September? What, what, what are you hearing from the, uh, from the inside? The, the main message I need to get across is always fly virgin. <laughs> always <laughs> always fly. Nice prop. Virgin. Nice right? prop. Yeah, <laughs> always fly virgin. Well, they're not flying. They're into that. <laughs> that's the travel they're not flying at the moment i well they're doing cargo so yeah that's true there, yeah, yeah, yeah i'll give it that yeah. give it that so no, honestly all, all joking aside listen yeah. like we you've got to stay safe you've got to look after your family you've got to look i mean the queen the queen stole my thunder last night yeah I mean, you know what i mean but well, this was your address to the nation well, word got out right obviously yeah. straight down the book house yeah she had to get in quick yeah. knocked up a quick little you know Oh, no. We'll meet again, like little draft, and yeah, then that's, yeah. that's it. Ruined it all. Well, but anyway, I think she heard you were going to sing your favourite David Bowie song here tonight on uh, What Crew Do. What Crew Do? <laughs> I don't know. It's a crazy thing. Crazy yeah. goes 
See, she can't re reach your octaves. That's Great. right, she can, but sometimes she does not want to. <laughs> but anyway. No, that, uh, that's the, well, I'll take this back over to Alex. Alex is... No, uh, no, I haven't told you the not, message, man. Yeah, I haven't oh, told yeah. you the message. I thought David Bowie was your message. No. Oh. Listen, do what <laughs> every... Right, listen, he's one. I don't know, I don't know if uh, a certain somebody's watching, but... She, like, I'm somebody magical. got in touch with us on Saturday, right? Yeah. Wanting to, like, come up here to Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and stay here. And, like, uh, before I had a chance to for it all register, I was, like, kind of thinking of a solution of how, like, she was to come up kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But then the realisation is, is, like, you've got to... They're only, these are sacrifices we're making, right? Small sacrifices. Because it's not going to go on forever. A few, a few more weeks, maybe three, four, who knows, whatever. We're staying at home. Stay at home. We've got food. We've got alcohol. We've got aeroplanes. Miami Dolphins helmets, Union Jacks, we've got friends, we can do this. We can talk to people online. We can poke fun at you. We can poke Daniel. fun at eggheads there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we can communicate. We couldn't have done this years ago. There's always things to keep you busy. I mean, I've done a million and one jobs around the house. I didn't even need doing, but... Really? Yeah, <laughs> I have, mate. I've done them all. I've done them all. I've been stripping wires. I didn't need stripping. Putting them back together. Yeah, that was it. Show us, take your cap off. Take your cap off. Come on. Yeah. Show us how you cut your hair. That's what you've done. Yeah, I cut my hair as well. I'm so bored. <laughs> so anyway, listen. I had, to, I had to tell this person, no, you can't be chumping in the car for five, six, seven hours. You just kind of be doing these things, you know? You've got to stay at home. You've got to stay at home. You cannot be mixing with people. You've got to keep your distance. You've got to be safe. Because, you, you know, you might think, oh, they're, they're all right. He's all right kind of thing. No, it's not all right. You need to, you need to keep your distance. Till all this is out the way and it can be controlled better. Because at the moment, it's all about like handling it and keeping a lid on it. It's, it's not going to go away for ages. But like obviously, when it starts going down, it can be more manageable in the NHS and the hospitals staff in a &E who are absolutely phenomenal. The girls, the guys in a &E that I go to with NSEC are absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Like before all of this, even on a daily basis, the crap that they used to get in hospital and they could still maintain those high levels of like, oh, like, they know what's coming in. I don't need to be in, but still, they just crack on. They get on with it. They're amazing. They're absolutely phenomenal. A and E, A and E staff. That's where the true people, yeah, the true yeah, like yeah. hand on heart heroes are. The hospital staff are bloody amazing. We just bring them in. <laughs> we bring yeah, them in. You, them, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're part of the cog. You, you've got to go and get them in order to bring them in. And, and the other thing I was going to say, sorry. Um, apart from your message, you notice uh, noticing an age group. I know we're saying it's the very young or the very elderly. Uh, you mentioned uh, Matt Dockery earlier, and if he's watching, I hope he's, uh, he'll get well soon. Uh, but, I mean, he, he was an ex-rugby league player. He was, he was quite fit. And like you, I was really shocked to see him on uh, Sky uh, the, yeah. the other day. Are you getting many cases of his age group? Because I think he's younger no. than me. Matt, if no, you're on... The, the, major the majority, the majority of cases are uh, elderly. Yeah. The elderly, that's the majority of cases. 
I know we're seeing cases on the news and all that where they're younger, but they're going to be highlighted those because they're like yeah. unique cases. Uh, they're not many, thank God. Uh, but like, Matt's, Matt's like, you know, I mean, when I, when you saw that video of Matt. Oh, I think we're all shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's what I'm saying about like, when it starts getting closer to home, when, 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 I, when I'm, going in, I'm going into environments and I'm touching people like and patients that have it, and I'm kind of, I'll get, you get, you've got a whole load of emotions. It's like you, yeah. you're annoyed because you're in that situation. Because I don't want to bring this home to my family. I, I, you know, I don't. But then, like, I see the person struggling in front of us. It's your job as well. You've got to do it. You need the help. Uh, it's just like a whole mix of emotions. But, like, thank God Matt got through yeah. it. Yeah. You know, that, that, see, that'll have helped him. Like, because he was, like, you know, he was a fit kind of guy. Although, when I used to fly with him, he didn't have gone through the lamb shanks. The lamb shanks. That's all protein. That's all protein, I would always get up the front galley and they'd all be gone. In fact, there'd just be a bone hanging out of Matt's mouth, you know, going, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where they're going. I don't know. I don't know. But oh. that's what you get for supporting Villa. Yeah, well, lamb that's, yeah, lamb that's never where you got it. Got but thank that. God, Matt, if you're watching, thank God you're better, mate. Yeah. Thank yeah. God for that, you know. Mm, you got looked after, and it was brilliant what you did on TV, and you got your message across fantastically well. And and uh, you know, just work on your looks a bit more, you know, if you can. I don't know. Well, hopefully, Trevor's, we can get you some one of these podcasts. Yeah. So, um, uh, Alex, any, any any questions there? I say I'm not getting the messages here. Yeah. Question: um, How different side is? what the perception is in the media compared to, I mean, are you watching the news or do you just, you know, don't even have time for the bloody news, to be honest with you, you know, interested to know what your perception is to what you're seeing on TV compared to what you're actually doing in real life, you know? The, the, the news reports, I would say, are 99% accurate. Really? Everything, everything that's been portrayed on the news and those updates every day, I don't watch them all the time, obviously, but like you know, you, you get wind of them. But like they are, they are actually they are spot on. Uh, we are. I'll tell you a little bit about uh, what's happening with testing as regards NHS, like ambulance crew. If you do present with symptoms like high temperature, any one of them, high temperature cough, uh, shortness of breath, then you're off the road immediately. Then you, you get tested. Uh, in a station, it's not far down the road. It's like a drive-through kind of process. Somebody comes out, takes the swabs. 24 hours later, you find out the results from it. Uh, there has been a few crew who have tested positive. There's a, there's a few being tested negative, which is great. So they're able to come back on the road. There's, there's crew with underlying medical conditions like obviously they've got really bad asthma or some other underlying health issues and they're off the road straight away. They're caught, so 12 weeks that is. So that's, that's quite a big chunk and there's a lot of that, you know, on the road as crews taken out of like operation. So we're, we're, I mean, I'm back to work on Thursday. I'm gonna, we're gonna see like a bit of a, a massive difference at the lack of resources. You know what I mean? It's like this, it's like oh, being crew down, you know what I mean? It's like somebody saying, this flight's five crew down. Yeah, you're grafting yeah. your nuts off, you know what I mean? It's like you're going to be all over the Minimum place. 
Yeah. So, but don't worry, you'll get extra payments. It's like, I'd, I'd rather have yeah. the crew actually so I can mess it up. Yeah, same as being crew down. But uh, yeah, the news news report are pretty accurate. And um, do you do you feel that you are adequately protected now? Well, yeah, I, I mean the, the first few jobs I was going to, I've got the, I've got the mask upside down. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it the wrong way around. <laughs> I'm going to whoever I'm working with, right? Put your mask on properly before going to hospital because we don't want to look like we don't want to look like dicks. <laughs> and then they're looking going, yours is upside down. What, what mask are you wearing? Oh my god, what a numpty. So listen, I think I've got I think I've got to grips with it now. <laughs> that was from Alex down in Brighton. Did you have enough PPE? Yeah, this this like before we start our shift, we've got four of those. Uh, full protection bodysuits. We've got uh, up to nine masks, loads of gloves, goggles. So at the moment, we have got plenty of protection. They, won't, they don't like to let you go out with minimum protection. But obviously, yeah. if a job comes through, then you will attend it, but then you've got to restock afterwards. So they, do, they are looking after you. So yes, there's, I would say, in my experience, plenty of protection so far. A load of shout outs to you, Amber Martinez, um, Claire Walsh. Wow, there you go. Asking about Welsh. your girls, mate. Welsh um, in the Mackham. Mackham in the Welsh. Oh, Amber and Claire. There's a, there's a little, naughty little double left if ever I've seen one. <laughs> um, and probably the most important question we've had um, so far uh, from Emma Walker is the football season going to be able to finish? The season, the season will. This is because this is of high importance. This is massive. It is the what? Uh, because Newcastle's got an FA Cup run going here as well. So it will finish. It'll just pick up where it's left off, and then they'll just fit it in as if and when uh, is required. Because I've had that from uh, the officials. Like it came through on me uh, terrifics on the on me dash on the ambulance a few days ago. Yeah, we get them before anybody else, obviously. Uh, and also it said that I'm canny hot with me bald head. <laughs> Tennis ball. Clearly not. Uh, Lorraine Gordon-Murphy says, well done, Si, very proud of you. Um, Greg Donald says, new legislation says everyone in work must keep two metre gap. How does that apply to the NHS? Is that doable? No, it's not doable. Uh, like, because uh, obviously, like one of us will be driving, the other one's in the seat. Yeah. So, like, what you work with your colleague will literally have that far. Yeah. Trevor, you do the maths. You're the field businessman. Uh, yeah, that's we're that far. You can't count to 25 for crying out loud. <laughs> can't work that out. <laughs> but, uh, but when we actually go back on station, we've got uh, other crews that might be there. So you're on your sofas. So you're all sitting next to each other. You don't know where they've been. We do, you know, they don't know where you've been. And, uh, you know, there could yeah. be, at any one time on station, there could be uh, 10 people and we're all in close proximity with each other. So, no, I'm going to tell you the truth. It just, it's not, it's not happening with us. It just can't, it can't, it's not possible. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know how that's combated. I, I, it, ne it never will be, to be fair, like it, 
that's just the way that that is. It was, it was a loaded chat, wasn't there, um, across the weekend, I think, or the end of last week, about cabin crew, funnily enough. Now we're talking about what crew do, and I think it was related to British Airways, wasn't it? Like four or five of their crew um, getting COVID-19 as well. Because, again, how, how do you, even on a bus, going to your hotel after doing, like, an emergency flight to repatriate people? <laughs> how do you keep... The thing, the thing is, right, if, if you're out in a boat, Alex, right... You, you keep your distance from people. If anyone's going to sneeze, you think they would have the decency to like actually cover it up, look away, get out of the get out of the room, whatever, you know. But you're only going to catch this, right? Well, I'm I'm no scientist or medical marvel or whatever. I've got a city and gills in the uh, uh, English lit, I think. But anyway, <laughs> uh, if you. Unless, unless somebody sneezes in close proximity to you, or somebody like, you know, of course, hey, high five, and pee, you know, and pee, you know, and like, you're going to get molecules of this yeah. other person who happens to have it. Nobody's doing that now. You know, everyone's keeping the distance. That's yeah. the only way you're kind of going to get it. You know what I mean? I know it lives on substances, like metals for 72 hours, cardboard for 24 hours. I don't know who, like, sussed that out. Some cardboard nerd, but anyway, like you know, it's like uh, it's very hard to kind of get unless somebody's doing the biz on you. Doing the biz on you. Question from Douglas. Douglas, this is literally the first time in ten years of knowing Cy si that I've ever heard him talk anything but bollocks. I'm proud, <laughs> mate. <laughs> That's on podcast live number two, the bollocks chat. <laughs> uh, Natalie Armstrong, because there isn't the facility to enable them to work from... Oh, here we go. This is from Greg. Uh, why are admin NHS workers not working from home to ensure they can keep working rather than going to hospital when no patients are going in? And maybe Natalie's answered it by saying, because there isn't the facility to enable them to work from home yet, unless they are GPs. Also, and, and Natalie would know that because she, she is in charge of a GP practice. Okay. Uh, he knows all about that time. Very good. Um, and any... Uh, well done, Simon, from Emma Emmett. You're doing a fantastic job. Massive question coming in from Mandy Noble Middleton. Do you think Fraser should get his hair like yours? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely Pamela McCormick not. is watching. Pam. Who? I'm still Who? Doing. Pamela McCormick. Hi, Pam. Hey, Pamster. Do I know Pam? You do. Or do I know Pam? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just, I've, I've just got to put a big shout out as well. There's like, there's been a lot of people coming forward, like uh, offering the help uh, in any way, shape or form as, as regards to resources. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a lot of people who I invited on here late last night who do a lot of work for raising money for various organisations regarding the NHS. I know there is. I know I can only do the ones that I know. But, like, I mean, one guy got in touch with us the other day. He's got, like, a courier service going on. And he's not. they're not getting used, obviously, as much as what they should be on a normal kind of working day. Yeah. So... He got in touch with me to see if I could like get in touch with somebody else 
to offer his services, but not just his, because he knows a lot of other people. I think they had up to like 20 vans where just weren't getting used and utilised. So there was anything I could do to point them in the right direction. Luckily, I know a couple of people who know a couple of people <laughs> who uh, supply me with, uh, I mean, uh, who know a couple of people. Uh, but like, anyway, I've got, I've got, uh, got him a contact and I think he's been in touch with them today, but just these people offering their services, like Mickey Cowan and like all of his family and a lot of people like Mandy and Karen Turner that, that do such a wonderful job just trying to raise money and just, this is even before all of this carry on, you know what I mean? So like just people give up a lot of their own time to help out because it's just what's inside of people. You see yeah. so much good inside of a folk. It's like, just when you think it's getting quite bad and people are a bit selfish and all that shit, you see, you see all the good coming out of people and it's, it's, it's nice, like, it's, it's well, a question. This is my one. Um, having worked for an airline and then now worked for the NHS, um, do you think it takes a type of person to work in either, and are there any commonalities between the two? That's a good question, that is. It's yeah, brilliant. Good. I don't know what, 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 what commonalities was that? Common, what's common between the two, you know? Oh, so, right. Common, yeah. oh, commonalities, right. Right, yes. Whoa, wow, what brilliant question. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Sorry, yes. tell Trev a few more. <laughs> it, does take, it does take a special... Uh, kind of character it really does because you've you've got you've got like right let's go for the airlines right you meet so many different people right and of course from day dot from your training like you're in a whole room with people you've never met before you've got to like kind of like find common ground you've got to like mix with people some people you gel with more yeah. some people you don't but you still communicate and you still get on with each other you get on the plane you've got 400 people in front of you you know and like you, you're talking to some, you keep, some are kicking off, you, you, you're able to adapt, you're, you know, you, you're diverse, and there's so many different kind of mixes of emotions that you have to deal with as a person, where you're, you're trying to make people happy, you, that's what you're trying to do, and when you're with the ambulance, you do exactly the same, whether it be who you're working with, the patient, because sometimes you've got somebody who's, a, who's an absolute idiot in front of you, you know, who's like, wants to rip your head off, you yeah. know, for, and you're there to help them. You know, and then you've got, uh, and they're not willing to cooperate, and you've got to try and adapt and get them on side. But it does take a special kind of person. It, I'm going to say, I'm going to put it out there, I'm going to say it takes a care of person. Uh, it takes a, a person who has a lot of empathy to, like, give to people who, who understands who, uh, who's not afraid to talk because like with all these experiences going on, you know, it's like you, you kind of just bottle all of this up inside. Like it doesn't matter, like when people are talking to you and saying things to you, it might be nasty, whatever. You've, you've got to shit, you've got to let it out. You've got to let it out. I always come home and I'll share it with Steph. Uh, I've talked to me mum and dad about it. They're really good, like soundboards. Mm. I've got good friends who, who I can sound off to and and I've got to get it off my chest, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and it does, you're right, mate, it does take a certain kind of person to do those jobs. Because you get a, I work with some people and they just can't be asked. 
they really yeah. cannot be asked for people's stories. They're like, I don't give a shit what, what your problems are, mate. You think you've got problems? Oh, I've got problems. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? It's like your jaw drops and you're like, Rach, can you just piss off? You know what I mean? I'm going to have to sort this out. You know what I mean? Because you've just made this whole situation a million times worse. And you're repairing the damage that they've done. And then you end up getting them on side and you get the end results that you need. It works. It works every time. So... So when I'm like at work and I've got this kind of like, like personality and and the way that I've come across, not everybody likes it. Not everybody likes it. They might think it's a little bit cringy, a little bit fucking who's this dickhead. I don't give a shit to be fair. It, it works for me. Yeah. I'm happy. It's the person that I am. It gets it gets us where we need to. At this point, Simon had to leave us to take a call. But so much interest has been shown in this subject, especially from messages that are coming through Zoom. We'll be making another podcast, which will be broadcast shortly. Contact us at hello you at notjustcrew.me.